All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind, and you can pick it up at a specs near you. All right, so we got Jake. Is Jake ready? All right, so right now, without further ado, we're going to be joined by, we talked to him before, a few months back before the season got going. We're going to speak to Jake Fisher. He's a senior NBA reporter of Yahoo Sports. How you doing this afternoon, Jake? I'm doing well, Calvin. How are you? Doing all right, man. I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, join us. But definitely, you know, we're about three weeks, a little over three weeks, almost a month into the NBA uh, regular season. So I definitely got some things I want to talk to you about, some storylines, of course, NBA. But I want to start here kind of in our backyard with the uh, Spurs organization. Um, you know, I know when we had you on, we went through the DeJounte Murray trades. Like we had you on and like 30 minutes later, the trade happened. I thought that was crazy. But that's the last time we spoke to you. But since then, we've had some other things development with the Spurs besides you know roster changes and all that and my question with you a few weeks ago we had the news of Primo uh that really much surprised everybody even you know here locally there was not anybody no indications this was going on you know he showed up in the injury report uh, with a trip up in Arizona I think he even put on there like sore buttocks or something like that um, and next thing you know, on a Friday, he's being waived. And my question to you, Jake, is um, I don't know how much you have followed this story or, or know, but my question to you is really what was the reaction? You know, what I'm interested in outside of this, you know, this area, um, what was the reaction inside the NBA, you know, and behind the scenes in regards to when this news came out and then pretty much, you know, 24, 48 hours later, the reasoning behind the sudden release of a former first round pick and Josh Primo. What was the reaction of what you heard around the league, considering the franchise that was involved in this? It was, it, it's honestly a night that I will probably remember for a while. Um, being that I was at dinner with a, a bunch of, I was at like a 12 person dinner, uh, family and friends and all type of stuff. And then I got the push notification about him being waived. And then, yeah, my phone started blowing up. And I think, you know, it pretty, the word quickly, quickly spread pretty quickly, um, uh, about why he was being let go that, that Friday night. Um, and there had been some type of, I'll say rumblings about, I'm picking my words carefully because obviously this is a sensitive subject, um, but around summer league, there was starting to be some, some rumblings, let's say, about Primo having some off-court issues. I didn't know what they were, um, but there was, there was thought about him potentially not being a, a stable piece of this Spurs rebuild dating back to the summer. Um, so when he did first get cut, I don't think people around the league were necessarily shocked. It was a surprise, but then the reaction was certainly, well, let's, let's figure out what this was and look into it. Cause he was a lottery pick and he, he is a very talented player. Um, that a lot of teams were, I mean, one of the, the thoughts and texts that was pinging my phone and definitely around the league was, would someone be willing to line up and claim him off waivers right now? Cause he's that talented, but obviously that didn't happen. And I think, 
uh, the severity of the claims against him and, and San Antonio, uh, I think, probably speak to that. Again, we're joined by senior NBA reporter Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports. Uh, well, first of all, what you said in there was kind of a little bit surprising to me because, you know, down here, um, you know, and there's quite a few people that cover the team locally here, you know, but the thing that kind of surprised me is that you were hearing the rumblings. There was rumblings in, within circles in the NBA even questioning, uh, you know, some off-the-court issues with Primo. So that's that's huge to me because I never did hear about that. I mean, this was kind of all talked about in real time after, you know, after Friday that news broke. Um but, you know, moving on from that, I mean, so where do you think it's a situation? Of course, you know, it's a legal situation now. You know, they're kind of being mum on that in regards to that. What is Before we move on from that topic, what do you think or what do you feel in regards to uh, Josh Primo? Is this a situation where, you know, again, this is a guy that I felt that had a lot of upside, you know, in regards to the future being young. Um, but where do you feel in regards to his career in the NBA? Do you see a team basically taking a chance on him? Or do you think that this legal process is going to have to play out before anybody touches or signs him or picks him up? Yeah. And to be clear, I wasn't hearing this exact thing, right? There was just a kind of nondescript and some descript things, but nothing that is really confirmed that I feel comfortable sharing, but just some questions about his status. Um, and I think what we do know so far to answer this question really directly, I've I've seen the lawsuit. Um, someone sent that to me a little while back. I read, I read through it carefully. The, the reporting that's been out there on uh, what's being alleged in that lawsuit is, is definitely accurate. I mean, there's an extensive timeline that um, the former team psychologist, and forgive me on not remembering her name off the top of my head. Um, I mean, from nine times over nine months, roughly, I believe, and the the constant listing of Brian Wright's name, I mean, again, this is just looking at a situation that's not finalized yet. There's certainly talk and speculation around the league of if Brian Wright will end up being the fall guy, because if you look, and maybe fall guy's a wrong choice of words, being that maybe he is culpable, right? Who's to say this is in the court of law at this point, like you mentioned, and that was obviously what Greg Popovich said um, to reporters when he addressed it. But if if the events are similar, I, I know the Celtics' official stance was that, that they, they were questioning the timeline and the detail uh, of the charges um, or allegations, whatever the correct terminology is. Brian Wright's name is unequivocally throughout that document and throughout their claims of, of malpractice on behalf of San Antonio. So that, to me, just objectively speaking, logically speaking, he is his status as the, the president of this team, I think, is being considered somewhat in jeopardy. Yeah, good. Hey, good stuff, Jake. I mean, I'm gonna leave it. Th- we we can leave it there. I mean, like I said, because I don't want to put you in a situation where you talk. But you, that's great information. I mean, good response to that. I mean, you know, hey, I I kind of you know, Jonas and I have kind of talked about this a little bit off air, and it it kind of you know I haven't gone on air with that, but it kind of looked to me that that's possibly if there's any kind of fallout from the Spurs side besides the settlement behind closed door or not closed doors, but in the court of law once this stuff goes to trial or settle out of court, that Brian might be the guy to uh that to take the fall but I've, I've said this is one of the things as more information comes out i'll talk about it if not you know that's just i'm covering it from a standpoint down there since it's still we've heard her side of the story but moving on okay you brought up one team um 
Jake in that little take talking about the Celtics. But let's talk, you know, they're coming off a of summer as well as scandal. And it kind of ties in the Brooklyn Nets. And with the Brooklyn Nets, I wanted to ask you, what do you think, you know, because as we all know, Wojo doesn't really tweet out anything or put anything out there unless it's really, you know, going to be coming to fruition. But my question to you is, you know, Ima Doko about a week or two ago was named as probably the as soon as after Steve uh, Nash was let go, a few days after that, it was released that, you know, Adoka was going to be the next Brooklyn coach. You know, he'd been assistant over there. We know in his first year as a coach with Celtics, he, you know, he took them to the NBA Finals, something Brad Stevens couldn't really do. Uh, so he showed his talents. My question to you is, what do you think in the 24th hour that really changed Brooklyn and the ownership. Now, I know there was talks about behind closed doors that he was getting advice not to hire Doka, but what do you think that really ultimately, when you look at, you know, dealing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie and the payroll and, you know, what it's about and really the price of winning these days and you know what you have in Adoka, what do you think was the ultimate decision them at the last minute to have a change of heart and actually going forward and hiring him? Yeah, I talked to people around Ime, around the Nets, from the get-go of Steve Nash's firing, and I can confidently tell you right now that the plan was to hire Ime Doka. And I can also say that I think maybe the Nets weren't exactly expecting such a public outcry amid those reports that he was the leader in the clubhouse. I mean, it was it was described to me as a foregone conclusion that there's something that was going to have to be taken care of, you know, contract stipulations, the fact that he's suspended right now for, you know, uh, 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 an act or acts in a similar arena to the previous stuff, right? Sexual impropriety of a different degree, but that's, I think the fact that those two events happen and Miles Bridges um, pleading no contest or whatever the uh, finalization of, of that, you know, interim period with his domestic battery charges all happening at the same time, like, on top of Kyrie Irving and his you know, situation kind of refusing to take accountability for using his platform to share an anti-Semitic documentary, like all of that pretty bad time for New York or for Brooklyn, excuse me, to um, try to, you know, make that a quick swift process to bring on Ime Doka. And clearly from everyone I talked to, they were of the mind that, to win a title with Kyrie and Kevin Durant this year, or to at least compete for it, Ime was the God's honest best candidate for the job. And that was, clearly they viewed that way to be able to not think that this was going to be such an outcry. But yeah, I think after Kyrie went out later in that week and gave a whole kind of debacle of a press conference, refusing to, you know, I mean, he was just sidestepping every question about willing to apologize for his behavior and whatnot. And then they suspend him for five games. And Jacques Vaughn, all along, the acting head coach, who definitely, from my conversations, and he's pretty much said it straight up to reporters, he was only told he was going to coach that first Chicago game after they fired Steve Nash. But they go 2-1 and one and, and basically only narrowly lose to Dallas on Monday. There, there was a video last night um, after they'd obviously hired him, of course, but uh, in the locker room after his first game as a full-time head coach, Kevin Durant giving him a game ball in the whole locker room, cheering him on. Like, he's been there since they hired Kenny Atkinson when Sean Marks got hired in 2016. He's been the longest-tenured guy, basically, in that locker room in terms of coaching staff and players. They responded to him. He seems to be a pretty genuine, thoughtful dude. Like, it seems like he was the more stable choice that Brooklyn ultimately came 
to, you know, a head-on, especially after the, you know, I don't know the specifics, but I've definitely been told that the league was giving some type of back-channel pressure, if you will, to dissuade Boston, or Brooklyn, excuse me, um, away from hiring Udoka as well. All right, real quick, again, we're joined by Jake Fisher, senior NBA reporter for Yahoo Sports. All right, before you, you wrote an interesting article about Utah. Before we get to them, I just want to wrap it real uh, up real quick with the uh, Brooklyn situation and Kyrie Irving. So what's your gut feeling tell you, Jake? I mean, because Kyrie, you know, he has been a guy that's been living around controversy for the last few years. Um, you know, it's one of those situations to where you wonder if Kyrie feels like he has a bigger cause than NBA. I mean, he's made a hell of a lot of money. I mean, Phil Knight doubled down this morning with Nike and said, hey, it's unlikely we'll go ahead and resume our relationship with him. Do you think, for one, does he ever play, uh, ever really come back? I know they've given him this list of reasons to try to come back or what he has to complete before they reconsider reinstating him. He's met with Adam Silver. Do you think that he ever plays another game for Brooklyn? And do you think that he ever plays again in the NBA period? You know, if you asked me this question on Monday, I probably would have said – there's, I have a lot of doubt that he does return to Brooklyn this year, but um, he met with Adam Silver, and that was one of the steps that he's got to take. And I'm I'm pretty confident that Brooklyn did not want those steps to come out publicly, but they were pretty widely available um, across you know, multiple platforms. Our, our Vinny Goodwill reported it um, as well at Yahoo. Um, I think Kyrie wants to come back and play. I I know that if the Nets were to take a drastic measure of releasing him, which doesn't seem likely at all anymore, but it was talked about over the weekend, um, or if they extend this suspension, you know, there's definitely, I mean, LeBron came out and supported him today on Twitter. Jalen Brown, who's got a leadership role at the union, said something to the effect in the Boston Globe of, you know, we're looking at this as a union. Like, players aren't exactly – you know, a lot of people on the outside, team team employees, media members, have, were disappointed and voicing their frustration that players weren't kind of holding. Yeah, well, you know what, Jake, real quick, before we get you out of here, because I know we're coming up here real quick, and I know you wrote an interesting article about Utah, and I've, Utah, excuse me, and I've been talking about Utah. Just real quick, man, I, is this, because this is definitely not what I thought the plan Danny Ainge thought he was walking into. I mean, you trade two of your best players, but just real quick, is this a legit possibly playoff team this year for a team that was only projected to win maybe 26 and a half games this year? Yeah, I talked too long. Uh, the Jets are, I mean, at this point, they're 9-3. and three or 10 and four, whatever they are. So I think there's a chance that they will potentially look to trade some pieces away because the lottery odds are far easier to now be a 30, you know, 25 to 30 win team and get up there and get a high draft pick. But I don't know. There's, there's definitely expectations for some people now that they're going to just continue to play this way and they might not do active moves to take the roster away. So it's a question people are definitely asking and they want They want the answer. Yeah. All right, Jake, man. No, you don't talk enough, man. We just got to pay bills, man. I hated to cut you off. You give good information out, man. So I'm definitely going to be, I love talking NBA with you, man. So we'll be reaching back out to you here pretty soon, getting you back, man. But I appreciate you taking time to listen, uh, to call in and give us time with some good takes, especially about our hometown team, San Antonio, man. So keep it up, man, Jake. And I look forward to talking to you again, man. You got it, guys. Take care. Take care. All right, Jack Fisher, Yahoo Sports, senior NBA writer. So, yeah, definitely some good information there. I mean, Jack, you know, we're not really heavy all the way sometimes in the interviews. We don't do them all the week. But I know, Jack, we have quite a few 
over the past year or so, but I know Jake is kind of one of my favorite ones, especially NBA, because I can tell Jake's really in and really connected, you know, and that was interesting to me. And I know I like the way you kind of came back to correct yourself, but no, I understood what he was saying. I mean, I, and again, it goes back. I don't want to kill all my local guys here, but it just goes back. I mean, how in the hell? I mean, we got one team in this area code, man, professional team. I mean, how can we not hear locally about any rumblings about character issues from Primo in, in the summertime? Apparently, since there was already some going on there yeah. um, throughout the summer, really quick uh, on the Utah Jazz, Jake does he, he did a, a deep uh, an interview with uh, Laurie Markkinen, right? You know, Utah having the success they are. Uh, go check out his article on Yahoo Sports. Uh, we retweeted his Twitter handle. You know, everything from the the show account at Sports Grind. Uh, you can find him at Jake L Fisher on Twitter. No, he does good work, man. I mean, he, he does good work. Um, yeah, man, it just, I, it just, you know, not the fact of why we didn't know that there was a alleged, you know, case going on a building against between him and this former Spur employee. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about as much as they vet players, man, here, everybody that's come through here drafted, I'm just saying it's surprising to me, again, an outsider that covers the NBA from Yahoo Sports, and we got one professional team in this town, and and I don't cover the team because I choose not to. I just don't. I have a different type of lifestyle. That's just what it is. At the end of the day, though, no one down here had any rumblings that this guy was having off-the-court issues, concerned. It could have been anything. I'm not saying the details. Just anything. could be Jimmy learning about what is it, November the 10th? First time I'm hearing about this? How does that make me look to outsiders, man? Listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great-tasting Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our Mango Margarita, crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much, put that in slow motion, yeah. All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 1-800-707-9760 and this last segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right, if you're looking to step up your cocktail game or get insider info on seasonal releases or you just want to order online for same day delivery, just go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here that is Specs official sponsor of the Sports Guide and official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. Um all right, so Good interview there with Jake, giving us some inside um, information there on what the streets across the NBA circles are talking. Uh, but, yeah, Utah was able to get a win against Atlanta last night on the road, um, and I figured they would take them. But, yeah, this is definitely not what Danny Ainge ordered, but they're competing. I mean, they look like they're going to be, at least in worst-case scenario, competing in for one of these play-in spots. I mean, they, they really play the ball – I mean, play the game pretty well, and it looks like a total different Utah team. So that was one of the deals. Um, I told you about how I feel about Minnesota and what they're doing. Um, switching gears a little bit back to uh, football. We had some news uh, today uh, that I really wanted to bring out in the opening but got caught up, and it's regarding uh, the Washington Commanders. Uh, you know, they've been – any news with them is for the most part when they had that little three-game, four-game winning streak has been that got snapped last week by Minnesota. It's been negative news. And I guess today there was a little bit dust up because I guess the uh, – what is the eternal, attorney general down there? Uh, yeah, the D.C. attorney general. Mm-hmm. Um, he has filed a lawsuit against Daniel Snyder, the commanders of Roger Goodell and the NFL – uh, the four-letter network had it today uh, that the attorney general uh, is is suing them for allegedly colluding to deceive fans and district residents about the league's investigation into the team's toxic workplace culture and allegations of sexual assault and an effort to maintain a strong fan base and to increase profits. That's Tisha Thompson of the Four Letter Network. Okay, so this is actually so these are they didn't because I knew there was a press conference coming. Okay, and it and it prompted some spokesman behind a social media account to release a statement on the on the behalf of the Washington Commanders, which totally got ripped by the agent of Robinson, the running back who got shot uh, two times, a couple times. 
Um, I'll get to that point here in a minute, but it was announced that this was going to happen. Now, this is just to clarify, this isn't, they didn't announce any criminal charges or anything. This is a lawsuit. This is a suit, right? Lawsuit. Correct. Okay. For deceiving the public. Okay. So I'm not even a lawyer pretend to play one. Okay. Uh, you know, to me, that just sounds like, first of all, it, it sounds more of like, this is steady the process to put the, the clamps and the pressure and put him in a vice grip to get him to move forward to sell this team. And this is like, okay, man, you told us you needed two weeks to hire Bank of America. Okay. We heard you did. So now what? Oh, I'm out. Nah, man. Hey, going with that press conference. I mean, to me, I'm like, what is, you know, and really the controversy that kind of started this and got this in the news was because, you know, if you're the Washington commanders, you're hearing that anytime you hear the attorney general that's investigating or doing all that, you're thinking like, hey, even if it's business, whether it's a white collar crime or whatever, you're thinking of criminal charges. Okay. I mean, that's what you're thinking. If you just say, hey, there's a, the, the attorney general's got a press conference announcement of some of the Washington's investigation. Now, that announcement earlier spawned into the comments. Do you have them do the comments of the spokesperson who released a statement today on behalf of the commanders um, when they had gotten word that the attorney general was going to have a press conference about this investigation that, that they, you know, that they currently was going under and paraphrasing it for you. Um, they kind of looked at it to the fact of they brought up the fact that, you know, the crime that's going around in our area and this and this. But we have an attorney general that wants to have this investigation or whatever on us, profit. And I'm paraphrasing. But the thing that hit the lightning rod when it says, but people that are citizens getting shot, especially like our play, one of our players who got shot multiple times. So. When they heard that, when the agent uh, Mr. Robinson heard that he went uh, he went on to go ahead and release kind of his statement, just basically saying, hey, you know, they've handled this with care up until this point, the point that his client got shot and it was a situation that might have cost his life, cost his career. He's saying, hey, the commanders has handled it really professionally up until now. Like, why are you going to throw my client in? a situation that is regarding to what everybody knows. I mean, Ron Rivera, the players, everybody knows that this owner, Daniel Snyder's and the board members in the whole Washington commander's front office is under investigation by the feds, attorney generals. So to me, the big picture, this is still the plot. What I said about a week ago of a mafia style move by the other owners and the national football league. Because remember, the heat and everything turned up on Snyder when that report came out that, oh, he had the, you know, he told him not to F with me. I, I've got I've got dirt on Goodell and Jerry in the NFL. Remember, after those comments came out, he even tried speaking of Snyder, tried to, you know, I think 72 hours later, days later, he tried to back. Oh, we didn't say that. I never said that. Notice ever since that report came out, things have gotten more around him. Of late, and I think this is just part of another public shame because I mean, come on, a lawsuit for this. I mean, what are you gonna? I mean, what? Because they didn't, you know, they didn't reinvest in the team, they didn't run the team, they didn't hire the right personnel, there was neglect, there was, you know, sexual harassment, there was all this stuff that's going on. Like, if you're not going to put any criminal charges, or if there's anything that he's done that's basically stolen or taken away money from the from the city, 
from that that helps fund this team or whatever, then that's one thing. This to me is just continuing public shaming. Now that there's law officials involved, this is just a situation that they are trying to make him speed up the process to hurry up and sell this team and get the hell out of here. Take your billions and get the hell out of here. And if you don't, more stuff's going to leak, more press conferences, and we're just going to shame and shame you until we break you, until you just have to go. Because at this time, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what Daniel Snyder has on the NFL or the Jerry Joe, what he knows the bodies are buried. If he comes out and says this, his credit, who's believing him? They've made a chess move on him. I mean, if he's got the attorney general investigating or it's just a lawsuit, no criminal charge, whatever, no matter if the dirt he has is true or not, in my opinion, with his credit report, who the hell is going to come out? Who's going to believe him? The NFL public, the NFL fans, the network, who's going to be like, wow, Daniel Snyder told us this? Okay. Because it would be coming off as just a desperate guy that's sinking. That's about to lose the one prize possession that only you have to get voted in. Doesn't matter how much money you got. He be looking at the guy that's singing, the guy that's facing about 25, 30 years. But he's going to sing to get a lesser sentence. Okay. I'm looking at about 30. I might have the old church choir around. Me. Like, Wait, you know, no, I'm going to take it. Because, man, I, like I said, <clears throat> On some party nights and stuff like that, I've taken some hit for the cruise before. But, hey, you talking about 30, 40 years, like, what? I think it's the Mississippi Choir back there singing. But anyway, no, man, I mean, come on. You know, um, this is just bad. Again, I just he just needs to go. But that I did want to bring that up because that's sad, dude. You're going to bring in – and whoever the spokesman don't put a name to it. It's just it, – and no one's running it. I mean, it's just it's just a mess. It's a mess. 1-800-707-9760. Also, it looks like all indications – I told you yesterday they were being a little bit too quiet for me. Um, it's all indications Case Keenum is going to be going for the Buffalo Bills this weekend as they get ready to take on the red-hot Minnesota Vikings who are sitting 7-1 and one coming into Bills Mafia territory. Look, this line opened up. I believe at like six and a half or seven Buffalo as the news. Well, first of all, excuse me. This opened up at 12 or 11, I think, even as high as that, it's, and which was crazy. You know, I mean, Minnesota is seven and one, but whatever. So quickly it dropped. And then the news came out after yesterday with that report coming out, rumors that there could be Tommy John, all that kind of stuff. It's dropped down to a three and a half point favorite with Buffalo. Let me tell you. This is one of these situations. First of all, I can tell by the head coach of Buffalo. I can tell by his body reaction and the way he was short with me. Like, hey, he's day-to-day. -day, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not asking any questions, Josh. That lets me know that it's serious, that it's borderline serious, and it's, an, it's a nervous situation in Buffalo. Um, if you go look back, I think I saw this. I think Buffalo has, what, 27 touchdowns or 26 touchdowns on the season at the halfway point. And I believe offensively, and I think Josh Allen has accounted for like 25 of those. He's, it's an astronomical amount of percentage of what he accounts for all their offensive touchdowns. They rely, I've been saying this, they rely on him a little too much. They haven't been able to develop a running game. And what we have to see is that if he has to miss, he's definitely going to be out this weekend. They haven't ruled him out. He ain't playing this weekend against Minnesota. The line's telling you that. But if he goes on to miss multiple games, which I'm all about longevity in the future, not rolling the dice for one playoff, one Super Bowl run, one season, especially a guy that's barely going into his prime. 
But make no mistake about it, it's going to make the AFC East very interesting considering they're already 0-2 in the division. And this definitely, and look, I've got a lot of faith in Case. I think if he's surround, he is surrounded with some offensive talent, they've got a good offensive line. They just can't run the ball. But make no mistake about it, if he has to miss multiple games, this could cost Buffalo home field advantage in the playoffs. Okay. If he misses, if he has to be out three to four weeks, five weeks of the regular season, and maybe it's a chance he comes back in the playoffs, at best they one and done. Now, I don't know if we're that, maybe I'm speeding a little bit. I don't know if it's that serious, but I do know for a fact, I'm pretty sure, 98% sure, they would be crazy if they did. I know I don't care how much Josh is fighting. I can play through it, shoot me up. It doesn't matter. He has to sit down. And they've got a Minnesota team. Look, they ain't sexy. I've been pumping them up for the AFC North. I picked those. And pretty soon, um, pretty soon, we've got to, I think sometime next week, we need to check in to see where we are at on our over-under total since we're at the halfway mark and our season and our division picks. Especially, we got to make sure Bartlett's in here today. He'd be going to do that because Bartlett's on record for those. So, we got to go look where everybody stands. We'll do that sometime next week, if I remember. But, Minnesota, back to Minnesota. They just find a way to win these games. They, they, you know, the last few years, they went to some stretches where they just lost some close games, man. They just couldn't get over the hump. They're winning all these this year. I'm pretty sure they got the best winning record with games sided, I don't know, six or less, five or less in the NFL. They're 7-1. I'm still not all the way. Even though they, the Packers, <laughs> you know, the linebacker that left the Packers, name slips my mind here a minute, but he, you know, it's one of those situations where he, he, purposely went to Minnesota to play the Packers twice a game and twice a year and he they're missing him but I'm not still sold too much on Minnesota's defense but they're a good football team and I and I told you yesterday I think the difference with Kirk uh you know Kirk Cousins Kevin O'Connell the head coach he's instilled confidence in Kirk that's something that I don't I don't even know if Kirk had that in Washington all the way and he damn sure didn't have it in Minnesota under coach Mike Zimmer but I think that's the difference with Kevin O'Connell said it yesterday that he's pretty much still in confidence in Kirk Cousins. 1-800-707-9760. Another little note came out today that I saw, you know, because now they've entered, you know, the sports world, and especially since TMZ's gotten in the business, they've entered that world, and I'm talking about Tom Brady and Giselle. It came across my radar today that supposedly reports that Giselle purchased a home next to where Tom Brady was getting a home built, or his new home built. Now, divorce is final. Everything's been signed on. And this also lets me know this has been, I, you know, I've had chances to think of this theory. And to be honest with you, I'm starting, and I changed it even more. You know, this is a situation, before I get to my point, what came across my radar with the Tom Brady situation. I think we've got our answer the reason why he just switched up and changed his mind about retiring. Besides the whole deal with Adam Shepner leaking or whatever, the truth of the matter is I believe that this, how quickly this divorce happened, and remember, they settled everything on a Friday. I understand you can have prenups, you can do all this, but to get that, when this started really being validated and the TMC got the information, we got it, then they settled Friday. That's quick, even in that world. So that lets me know this is something that's been going on for months and months and months. And you know what I think? I think it was a situation where Tom was contemplating really whether he was really going to retire or not. And, you know, he made a decision and it was a big discussion between those two. And he made a decision to go ahead and retire. 
But then something happened again with the relationship where it was just something that was missing, where the Giselle felt like, hey, it had to come down to this. It had to do this. And then a big argument comes. And then it comes down to like, hey, well, you know what? Screw it, man. If you're going to be like this anyway, then I'm just going to go back and play football. All right. Well, damn it. I'm taking you in the in the divorce. And it starts that way. And that's why Tom comes back and has to say, hey, man, I am coming back. Because remember, we thought it was Miami. This felt through me personally. That pretty much is the way I went down. Now, moving on to that, just want to share that. Not that anybody just listening gave a damn about that, but I just want to get that off my chest. Um, look, she purchased a house next to him in the same vicinities where he's getting a house built. Divorce is settled. The good news, everybody that's worried about the kids, I told you I was worried about Todd Bowles. Everybody's worried about the kids. I told you the kids would be fine. Now, the good news is they made a decision like, hey, man, none of this custody stuff. The kids want to go with you. They want to go with me. That's fine. I wish, I mean, broke people, poor people, rich people, wealthy people. I wish divorced, never been divorced, never had kids, not married. But I wish that could be the case for most parents. Whereas, hey, man, don't worry about all that. Just they want to go. But that's that's rich people. That's wealthy stuff. But to me, it's like you're going to build like you asked for the divorce. You really got to build a house next to town. Like for what? Like that to me, that's so much like what to keep eyes to go covert at night to see what Tom's going to be doing. And don't have, because, you know, I brought this up to AC. Oh, the joint, it's joint raising the kids. What are you talking about? What's the big deal? Man, stop it. I'm trying to keep them eyes out, man. Because like I told you, they know Tom's about to be out there, be about to be a free agent for the first time in a long time. And I ain't talking about in the National Football League. You're about to be a free agent out there in real life. That's why Giselle trying to move all close to the house and everything. Well, don't act like Tom really wants to see whatever Giselle's bringing back either. Man, let me tell you something, man. A couple times with Tom out with Gronk, man, when the Kentucky Derby comes around next year, even before that, by the time he decompresses from wherever this season's going in, because let me tell you, they got about nine, ten games left, but it could be a long season for Tommy. And he ain't quitting. He's going to stick it in. So after that, pause. After that, it's one of those situations to where, come on, man, let your hair down. He's out. Tom is going to be out and about. You just won't see it. You won't hear about it unless he gets caught up. But, yeah, for a while, but make no mistake about it. I believe it's about the kids. I mean, Tom's older now, but come on, man. That's Tom Brady. But, like, Giselle, you asked for it. Why are you moving all close, man? Like, ain't no land no other else. Terrible. You see how they are? Don't want you. But don't do one without you. And if they let you go, they still want to do what are you doing. That's one of those driving by the house at 2 o'clock on Saturday night or Friday checking to see if cars are. That's a Giselle move, in my opinion. But tomorrow, don't forget, we've got our Dos Equis College Weekend Preview. we got some weekend matches, a big one Saturday night in Austin. You know, undefeated Horn Frogs, Sutton Ikes coming through Austin to take on. You know, I think Texas is still holding strong at like almost a touchdown favorite. You know, uh, we'll definitely look at that game. I, I think really with the committee, I mean, we kind of agreed. They put TCU in the fourth spot. I think that's where they should have been as of now. But I also feel like there's really no margin of error for them. I believe they do have to go ahead and run the table in the Big 12. They got to win the Big 12 championship. And it doesn't matter what Tennessee does. It doesn't matter who these one-loss SEC teams or whoever else. TCU will be a representation of the Big 12 if they stay undefeated. But if they lose against Texas... I don't see any path back, even if they go win the Big 12 championship. You know, so it's a lot riding on that game Saturday night in Austin. Uh, so you have that. Uh, then we'll look at some other college games this weekend, too. Also, NFL, like I said, there's quite a few interesting matchups this Sunday we'll get into. You know, the Cowboys going back. Mike McCarthy goes back to Lambeau Field. He's been very quiet for the most. I haven't heard any really, really material locker room. But let me tell you, I told you yesterday, this means a lot for Mike McCarthy to be able to go kick them in the ding-ding while they're down, especially Aaron Rodgers. 
you well, know. He, he did say he's excited. I bet he is. I bet he is, man. Oh, Benedict Arnold backstabbed him too. All right, man. That is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett spinning the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow.